Look angrier. Angrier. More anger. Oh, the misspoke. <laughs> you had it right on cue, too. I, I know. That. I know. It's almost like you wrote that. Oh, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. Music provided by Steve. <gasps> yeah. How you doing, man? I'm okay. Been pretty busy with a lot of different things, um, but I'm surviving. I'm feeling okay, so that's good. How about you, man? Same thing. Really busy. I was like, you know, I don't know what's happening in the world. Well, I kind of know what's happening in the world, mm-hmm. but in my world, in my tiny little sphere of influence, it's been it's been a, it's been a crazy week. So I. I look forward to our chats, much like I look forward to tonight. So yes, 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 yes. Ready to have some fun? Hell yeah! So last week, if we remember, um, for anyone who tuned in, Adam, you kind of took over a little bit because we couldn't come up with a uh, a real topic. So you basically just dusted off some old albums you hadn't listened to in a while, and um, we decided that I'll be doing that this time. But since you really only have like one track to feature, maybe we can just kind of get yours out of the way and then you can kick back for the rest of the episode. Ah, you know, like, uh, I, I I really appreciate that. That, that would be great. All right. Um, so song stuck in your head. Do it. Yeah. Song stuck in my head. So we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. Um, but for for me, this week's been busy means I haven't been listening to a ton of metal. Uh, but the metal that I did listen to, I was in like a very particular mood, right? Like I, I didn't want to be angry at things. I, I kind of wanted a release. Like I just wanted a, like a, a fun time. So I listened to some like comedy metal. So I was looking through, I'm like, all right, like what, what do I listen to this funny metal? And uh tenacious D always comes up at like, you know, it just, they stick out like a sore thumb when you're scrolling through the artist section. So I'm like, all right, like, let's see what I haven't I listened to in a while. And they have this, uh, this album, I don't know if you ever listened to Apocalypto, because there was a whole YouTube series that went on with it. It was like an oh, actual geez. animated cartoon that they like, I think they drew themselves too. Okay. About him and KG going through the apocalypse together and all the stuff that goes along with that, all the crazy shenanigans that happens, right? They encounter some mutants and they get this dog and then they go to space and they come back and like it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, real, like tenacious DS story. Um, but there's a track uh, on the album Apocalypto uh, called Daddy Ding Dong. And I'll give you a little bit of background about Daddy Ding Dong. Um, they encounter this like monster called Crackalaka uh, in like the very beginning of the this whole saga. And they end up killing it. Um, so Daddy Ding Dong is coming back for revenge. Oh, um, snap. <laughs> for the death of Crackalaka. Uh, so... <laughs> It's it's a typical Tenacious D song, but this one is actually like really chunky metal because it's almost like supposed to be like a fight scene, kind of an epic battle. And like I said, they animated all themselves. And <laughs> if you if you talk about you know mus- musicians doing like amateur animation, it's, it's it is what you expect, and that's what makes it fun and funny. Uh, but Daddy Ding Dong, like fifty sec- fifteen seconds in, um, pretty early in the song, right? You'll get a, a taste of what it feels, and it's obviously explicit, which is what I love. Uh, and you having me go first means that YouTube will probably you know demonetize us, which if we don't get copyright stricken, it's not going to matter anyway. Um, but Daddy Ding Dong, fifteen seconds in, I, I I had a good time listening to this. Mother you mother drink your gravy. Yeah, the f- I bust the f- nut. I 
I mean, this is like Psycho Stick before Psycho Stick. <laughs> right. This song is all sung from the point of Daddy Ding Dong, you know, coming back for revenge. But it's just, I don't know, something about Jack Black, you know, he, he is a very odd character. But his voice is very distinct and just stupid lyrics. I'm like brain numbing just what I needed in that time. Yeah. We all have those days, man. I definitely have had a few of those. And bands like this definitely do the trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You got it. Got a ding dong. I mean, the music's like real groovy too. Like, it's, it's decent. <laughs> totally. And they're all short little songs too. And oh man, Tenacious D, like, every once in a while they come up with like a gem, right? I loved, uh, obviously, their first album was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved The Pick of Destiny. Like, if you haven't watched the movie, that's a great, like, stoner movie to watch. I think I saw it once a long time ago, and I feel like I didn't quite appreciate it back then. So I'm definitely going to have to take a, a second pass at it. I think you have to write it, watch it under the right circumstances, right? Under the right uh, influence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hard. Did you catch the hard wink in my voice? I guess I could use the Skype. <laughs> Big time wink. Uh, awesome. So, what about you? Song that's been stuck in my head. Um, if we remember from last episode, I featured a new band under my underground corner called Hellrune. Um, I've been cycling that EP from that that I chose from, uh, kind of in a bunch of other albums I've been listening to recently, and I'm loving this band more and more. Like there, like ever, there's only four songs on this EP, and every song is just freaking banger man like it's so good it's so well composed and there's a lot of elements that i really 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 like about it that i want to incorporate into one of my solo projects so um we're going to take a look um at the second track off of this album uh the track is called seventh within uh there's like a parentheses thing after it what is it shadow of a mecra what that means, I have no idea. I'm sure it's probably got something to do with the story that, you know, this concept album revolves around. Uh, but right off the bat, like, it gets really, really heavy, really intense. And the way the orchestrations are done, like, kind of over the traditional metal instrumentation, it's really almost cacophonous. But, like, you can really hear all of the instruments playing something different. And, like, it's... Oh, you just got to hear it, man. It's just it's really intense. So we'll take a listen right from the top here. I'm always amazed at how much you pick up. Like, you know, it takes me like three or four listens through to get to, you know, like any concept of, you know, especially when there's so much going on. And I think, you know, you always pick out these bands that have so much orchestration and production and different effects going on. And my simpleton mind is sometimes like, eh, just give me some some distorted guitar and some double bass and I'm good. But like, I really, I and I and I know this, especially when you listen on like you know a good system and stuff like that, you come to appreciate 
all of the uh, the available you know space audio space that they're working in. So I'm I'm very intrigued to say the least. All right, here we go. not as prominent through the skype filter <laughs> well yeah, skype filter is skype filter but I, I see what you mean yeah it's so fast so fast i know i like that that was good war blast beats <laughs> Man, this is really well done. Like, really well, like, produced and, like, ma- like mixed. And even through Skype Filter, I'm like, this is, this is good. I'm telling you, dude, you got to check this EP out. It's all right. so good. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Live, live time. Uh, putting it in my not sure bucket. Not all right. sure if. Not sure if Steve's just yanking my chain or... <laughs> Steve's KFC variety bucket, right? There we go. But yeah, I like that copious amounts of blast beats in this track. Um, But just the way, like you said, everything is mixed on this uh, whole album. It's just it's really, really good. Like everything really comes through. Um, Super impressive. Hellrune, go check it out. And just this EP too. seven minutes and 12 seconds. Oh, dude, that's nothing, dude. Dude, wait till we get to the rest of my tracks. I picked a lot of long (laughs) ones. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I've got two in the double digits, so we're doing all right. We're, we're good. <laughs> I've got two that are essentially albums, but you know, like, it's fine. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a dip over to my underground corner here. This band, first band I'm going to feature, I don't know how exactly I came across them. I think just, you know, band hopping or like some album radio or something on Spotify I'm going to have a very difficult time pronouncing this stuff because um, I don't even know if it's in a real language or not, or if it's just some other language or what. So the band name is Braun, I think. It's B-R-O with a backwards-facing accent mark and the letter N after that. The album uh, this track is off of is called Pred Verima. No see, no chi. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the track is called Usnulu Zlobu Razbuti. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that Razbuti. <laughs> Razbuti. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> it, it could very so possibly be another it. language. I haven't looked into it. Um, but this band is kind of a, a atmospheric black metal band. So when I was listening to this, there was elements about it that I really, really liked that I would also want to incorporate into the same project uh, that this Hellrune track is that I want to, you know, use for. But it's a, a different take on it. So what I'm trying to do with this this black metal project is that, like, I want to incorporate some sort of symphonic element, but maybe also some sort of, like, synthesized element to it as well. And I'm not really sure how I can combine those yet in a really creative way. 
but I am getting ideas individually of these elements in other bands. So Hellrune being one of them. And then on this track here, um, let me, I don't even know the timestamp. Seven minutes and 28 seconds is what we're going to look at in. So let me get it queued what? up. What? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> yeah. So real-time follow-up as, you, as you're queuing this up. I just put uh, those words, Uznulu, Zlobu, Razbudi, yes. into the Google Translate. Okay. Uh, sponsored by Google. Uh, and it's Russian for sleep, anger, wake up. Hey, look at that. Neat. I did not know that. Apparently, this band's from Russia, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all? Uh, so, or at least the this title track, is, or this track is in Russian. This track is in Russian. I'm, I'm assuming all of it's in Russian. That would make so much sense just <laughs> yeah. in a lot of things. Um, you know, sometimes it's just that little extra thing that you do in, in Brone or however. I'm, Bron, I'm curious, Bron. like, what this, what's the, what this actually means. Like, yeah. does this mean something in Russian? Yeah, let's see. See if it comes Sad. up there. Dad is <laughs> what it means. Oh, dad? Uh, Scott. No, no, no. Okay, that's... <laughs> it's dad. It's dad black metal. That's what it is. <laughs> sad black metal is, I think, is a... Sad is what I was going for. Oh, sad. Uh, but that's a Scott's Gaelic detected, but I don't think uh, that's Russian. Let me, let me see if I can switch it to Russian while you're still queuing. Mm. Wow, it means the exact same thing. Brone. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you can't define the word with the word. <laughs> it's probably like a proper name or something who knows of course all right so um at about seven and a half minutes in we'll take a listen if i remember correctly at this timestamp, it's got a more kind of calm synthesized pad section that then leads into the traditional kind of metal lineup um but the way it's done here where it's a somewhat more minimalistic i i like that approach and i think with the the influence I'm looking for here is that I want to have some sort of variability between complex and simplicity. And I think this would kind of fill that simplicity aspect. So we'll go ahead and take a listen. And we're kind of catching the tail end of this section here, too. So this has been going on for like at least a minute or two up to this point. So, okay. But this also has some of those slower blast beats that, uh, Adam, you weren't quite a fan of. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Just, uh, just try, try a little harder. What I think blast, I don't think, I don't think slow. So, yeah, like this is really kind of like the edge like the very very edge of like what a blast beat could be i guess if we're thinking on the slow end right right and you know i I think you know i was gonna make the comment before they finally like broke through the atmospheric side of it right on the tail end of you know what you're saying the silence was and i think you know the thing for me with these longer songs and usually they're in like soundtracks and stuff like that right or composed you know like movie scores right is you are you are telling the story, right? Or you're flowing with the story. And I know for your side project, right? Like that's the idea, right? You want to tell a story. And the fun thing about stories, and I know I try to do this a lot, is like you build up, you like you hype up all these moments, and then you introduce, you know, some conflict or some whatever, some blast beat, something, right? And then you let it ride out. Like you let that kind of smooth out the next, you know, however long. 
Um, so I, I think it's funny how that translates. And I, I love how, you know, because of you being a linguist, right? Uh, you, you're like, words matter, notes matter, sections matter, right? Like, how do I bring it all together to tell a story without saying anything? Exactly. You know what it's all about, man. I just know you. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, I know you. And I know you. you know what's what it's about. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just honing into your energy. That's it. So yeah. I yeah. can't take any credit for knowing what's going on. I just know what's up with you. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you for your your honesty. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, all right. I am getting the next song queued up here. All right, so that's hey, good you to did go there. two in the underground corner. I don't know why you decided to to you know torture yourself. You know, like, I that is a great question. I don't know why either. I think I'm always. It's got to be something with like my anxiety or something. Like it's never good enough for me. I've always got to be doing something better and more complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're your own worst enemy. Like, I really no am. Joke. I really am. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this next band I want to feature. Came up on a Spotify playlist. I think it might have been uh, Discover Weekly, I think, because I hadn't heard of this band before. The band is called Witch Haven, and they're kind of like a thrashy kind of black metal mix in a way. But when I first heard it, and you'll hear it too, is that like, I feel like this is Slayer refined. Like if, like if Slayer was just better at what they were doing (laughs) back in the day this would have been it oh my god so the track is called terror storm and that is the title track so we will go ahead and take a listen right from the beginning here and you'll definitely hear what i mean I can actually hear the guitar. Yay. There are guess some sections, though, where it's like, it's actually tight playing. And it's just like, oh, wow, this is what Slayer was going for. <laughs> it's not all muddy. <laughs> what? Right here. It's very, very defined. Oh, like, yes. That groove so hard, right? <laughs> Such a simple groove. Like all the way this riff is constructed and the beat is like that's that just screams Slayer, but like it it's just so many times better. <laughs> I hate Slayer to begin with, right? I know it's like an unpopular opinion, right? We 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 bash Slayer a couple times, and I know it doesn't gain us any you know uh, any fans by by doing that, but maybe they paved the way for something. But looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. Is that three episodes in a row now that you've used that line? I don't know if I... Is it the same line? The same line. uh, Well, you know, hindsight's always one. Looking back, it's a little bit fuzzy. Are we going to need a counter for that now? I don't know, man. (laughs) I, No joke, I almost picked an August Burns Red song for this episode. I almost (laughs) did. Uh, It's Icarus, and it came out on the 23rd. And I listened to it, but I'm just not a fan of the song. Oh, wait. Is that a bad thing for me to say that I'm not a fan of an August Burns Red song? Like, I don't actually... my goodness. That sounds pretty blasphemous, dude. You know what? 
I'm okay with that then. Cause I'm, you know, not about uh, that whole thing. So I don't, I'll blaspheme all I want. Um, blaspheme. I didn't like this last Is song. that the, uh, the, the verb form of that blaspheme? word? Blaspheme? Yeah. To blaspheme? Uh-huh. I did not know that. Interesting. I like it. I, dude, I am, I am like hopefully 90% sure. Like, uh, hey, I'll, I'll take it, man. I've, I haven't heard it used in that way, but I'm sure there is a verb form. And if that's how you pronounce it, totally cool, man. Blaspheme. Yes. New Oxford American Dictionary. Speak in irreverently about God or sacred things. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that is a very, very true assessment of what I just did, considering my uh, worldview. Yeah, I oh, mean, it man. may not be on like Lil Nas X status, but we're we're like a few steps under. Wait, oh, because the little Nas X uh, yeah. did the whole Satan yeah. thing with the shoes. See, I made a Nikes. pop culture reference that was like outside of metal, right? I'm out of left field, man, like from nowhere. I did not expect you to. I'm like, no joke. In my head, I'm like, did I ever mention Little Nas X in this podcast? I'm like, <laughs> you were expecting I'm like, you. <laughs> I'm like, there is no way I've referenced Old Town Country Road. I, I have not done any of that. How did Steve get this? <laughs> oh, it was like, all over metal forums and uh, Facebook groups and stuff. A lot of metalheads are, are giving him you know, do praise, which I think is good. For sure, man. Like, you know, express yourselves. Uh, I thought it was great how people are, you know, getting all up in arms about it. And he's like, well, just have them listen to WAP, you know? like, <laughs> Right, right. Come on. Like... Even, even you're out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Good stuff. I'm so floored that you, you threw a pop culture res- reference in, in the podcast. There you go, dude. Just for you. Just to make oh your day. Oh, my gosh. I, I can totally retire now. Like, there's <laughs> nothing else I need to do. So. <laughs> Steve, you got it from here. Adam, out. <laughs> Adam's out. Uh, all right. So uh, it looks like, though, we are a little bit short on uh, your, your blast beat journey. What happened, man? Um, I ran out of steam, much like every blast beat player does after, you know, like three measures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just lose the intensity. Sure. Um. You, you know, like for me, the blast beat journey has been very organic. It has come up just as I've listened to tracks, right? Like, like you, you've mentioned Discover Weekly a bunch of times and there's an equivalent for me with my, you know, music provider of, of choice, right? And as I listen and as I find them, I put them on there. And the sad thing, like, honestly, it is very sad is that I have not listened to a lot of that discovery type, um, listening. I've done a lot of, album listening right like i've done a lot of the dust off that i planned on doing right like i mentioned like oh i want to listen to this album and i kind of continued that trend but there's been nothing new and the whole thing with my blast beat journey has been like most since i'm not a fan you know it, it obviously means that i don't have a lot of blast beats in my repertoire or in my library existing so when i talk about dusting off albums that doesn't really you know constitute the same thing that a blast beat journey would Mm -hmm. and i've been in retrospective i haven't been in new territory again so i'm kind of with the wind or i'm like the wind i think is how the phrase goes so when the next blast beat finds its way into my ear holes i will relay my thoughts to the to the other ear hole listening medium but uh, until then uh stay tuned cool I like that approach, though. I think, like, there's something to be said about, like, kind of letting it develop organically, too. Like, as much as I enjoy, like, discovering new bands and especially showing them off in my underground corner, I can tell you it can be a chore sometimes. (laughs) Like, having to intentionally go out and find something that's going to fit this category, like, 
if I haven't been in that new music listening mode for that given week, like it can be tough. So I can I can understand that. I I, I have to give it to you, though, like I have to hit hats hats off to you um, that, you know, in doing that, you do force yourself to kind of like open and broaden your horizons. And I think that's a healthy thing for everybody. And uh, again, I commend you for being able to do that, because for me, it's so easy to fall back into the norm, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just roll back to what's comfortable, what's safe, right? And to be pushing the boundaries all the time and just saying like, I'm I'm going to do this because at the end of the day, I will find something new and maybe I'll broaden my horizon and do something else, right? Like I, I think that that thinking is really healthy and it's challenging, yes, right? It's not the easy way out. Um, again, I applaud you for not taking the easy way out. You know, I, I'm lazy. I'm a dad. Like, what am I, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not that you're lazy. I think it's that like your priorities in, in your life are way different than my priorities in life. <laughs> well, OK, so I'm lazy when it comes to listening to music. I mean, you, you can call me lazy. I don't I don't I'm not offended by it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. Lazy. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yes. I love I love you owning the episode now because i mean like you're like yeah dude you're lazy it's sweet this is great i can retire i'll be called lazy at the end of i love it all right cool cool so in the spirit of being lazy sit your ass back and i'm gonna show you some music from albums that i have dusted off this past week and or i'll say two weeks because i really have been going pretty wild with uh album dust offs what i ended up doing is after you had we had done our episode last time. I was just like, ooh, there's so many albums I can think of right now that I have not listened to in years that I know I'm going to enjoy. But also stuff that like I know I haven't listened to in a while and that I don't remember if it's going to hit the same way as it used to. So um, I it was hard for me to kind of keep it organized. So what I ended up doing is making a playlist. And then the first album that I can think of, I just put that album on that playlist and I just keep doing that. So I've got this playlist of just albums that I'm slowly working through. And to be honest, this may be a trend I'll continue for a while because I, I keep adding more to that list. Wow. Um, so let's go ahead and kick it off with one of my favorite bands. You want to take a guess? Oh, wait, you already know the playlist, though. Dang it. Oh, <laughs> everyone else take a guess. Everyone I'll pretend else? I didn't see. You know, OK, so. Stormlord, right? Yes. yes. And you you really had me going because when you're like, oh yeah, like does it hit the same way? And I was like, oh my god, is he going to say that he hates Stormlord now, or is he going to say that he doesn't like the Stormlord song as much as he did? Are you going to say that? No, uh, this oh. one definitely <laughs> definitely still hits the same way. Um, the song I want to feature is off of the album At the Gates of Utopia. I believe this might have been their second or third full length that they did. Uh, so I can't remember the year it came out, but it was a while ago. So the, the quality is definitely different than the newer Storm Lord we're used to hearing. But I remember when I f- first heard this intro and the way the guitars and drums come in after like this kind of symphonic intro, uh, I was just freaking floored. I was like, this is so freaking cool. Like the heaviest guitars, like I've heard up to that point, plus with like symphonic, like keys and stuff, like. It was the best combo ever. Uh, So uh, the first track that, you know, the album opener on this is called uh, the track is called Under the Samnite Spears. So we'll go ahead and take a listen right from the start here.
right, build it up. Yes. Hype. I remember learning how to play this on keyboards and then going into Guitar Center and just playing it and people just being like, what is he doing? He's playing it like a hundred times. Go home, dude. (laughs) That's like Guitar Center to every person walking into Guitar Center. This was my stairway to heaven. No stairway. No Sam Knights. Denied. Here it comes. Oh, no! Oh, that's nasty. Oh, that's great. So groovy. Yeah, so you would be blaspheming if you uh, had said that you didn't like Stormlord, especially after this display. (laughs) I know, I really would. But uh, (laughs) no, this still hits just as hard. Uh, I love it. All right, man. I'm Stormlord has been on my like watch list for a long time, and they just immediately skyrocketed to the top. And what I love about this too is that this track in particular has a really long intro, and it kind of reminded me of how Metallica used to really do long intros, and that was like a thing. And like how I haven't really paid attention too much to other bands that have done that, like. I remember Metallica kind of being the first and then thinking about, oh, what other bands do this? And this was one that came up. But now that I'm listening to other music where, you know, the tracks are 20, 30, 40 minutes long, that like having a long intro is not really like anything new anymore. Well, I I don't know. Right. It's I I think it really depends on, on the artist because, you know, the market nowadays. Right. Or just the the way the industry and the listenership goes is. We all have really short attention spans, right? And every listener does. Yeah. So if you talk about having a a minute-long intro to burn up to a song, that's a hard sell for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Uh, which is why, you know, most bands do like a single, you know, that hits hits heavy right off the bat, has a memorable chorus, and then gets you to buy the album, right? And yep. it used to be, yes, when you buy the album, this intro track would be like a crazy buildup sometimes it's a separate track i think we did a podcast on this or maybe we talked about doing one yep we did intro oh we did do an intro track see i can't even remember how many episodes we've done now so we did do an intro track podcast but um but yeah like the the intro is i think i'll I'll just tldr now because you can go back and listen to that episode if you really want to hear my full thoughts on it but uh it's it's a lost art right this the idea of a buildup you know, where you can't just, you know, hit the ground running. You got to, you know, massage it first. You got to, like, warm it up. You got to, like, you know. You know, now that you, you mentioned that, a lot of songs that I'm featuring this week are kind of like that in in some way or another. It's like it's, a lot of these songs are taking their time to kind of build up in the intro before it actually gets to to the main thing, which I don't know, like, how that it's necessarily developed for me, yeah. I guess. Like, my my preference for these kinds of tracks. And you just enjoy tantric metal. Tantric metal, man. That's what it is. All That's right. You have the 30 minute songs and I'm here with like a three and a half minute one, one hit water. Woo. Woo. <laughs> one and done. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next track here. I decided to branch out into some death metal uh, again, because I've kind of been dabbling into it a little bit again, but I remember back in high school, 
that was like all I was listening to it was like mostly death metal and black metal. You know this very well. <laughs> I'm shaking my head or closing my eyes and doing the slow yes, dab. Yes, like, yes. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite death metal bands I know I featured before is Nile. And I remember I've got three albums of theirs at one time. Um, and that was kind of my first introduction to Nile. And I got these as burned copies from my older sister. Yes. And I got that, I think, along with like two or three Cradle of Filth CDs. So like my sister oh, definitely like helped push me into uh, the metal realm. And Nile has always been one that's that stuck with me. But I think especially when I started hitting my power metal phase after high school and to college and stuff. And then when I moved to Wisconsin, I was getting back into black metal again. It took me a really long time to come back around to death metal. So I feel like in the past year or so, I've been kind of rediscovering death metal again. And the album that I really, really like by Nile is In Their Darkened Shrines. And the last track on that album is called Ruins. And what I really appreciate about this song is that unlike a lot of their tracks, this is a much slower one. This is almost reminiscent of like a doom metal track. Like if death metal was if a death metal band was doing doom metal, this I feel like is what they would be doing. And I always, always love this track because it's got a really awesome riff. And I feel like Nile is a band that really leans into the concept of the band really well. Like they've got a whole ancient Egyptian thing going on. And this really just embodies it, in my opinion. So we'll go ahead and take a listen here. You mentioned Cradle of Filth, and I do want to talk about that in a little bit. Here's your slow burn, man. It is a slow burn, but I think that's what I appreciated about it, is that, like, as much as I enjoyed their faster stuff, they were still able to, you know, turn it around and do something slower like this and do it, in my opinion, effectively. When you slow things down, like every note has like meaning or it's all pronounced right. And you you really learn to appreciate, you know, vibrato and, you know, like sustain and just how they really dry out and build, you know, either tension or relief um, in the songs. I think I think it's, you know, it is a lost art. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think to to add to that, I think I appreciate pick attack a lot on when you play slower like like if you can really dig in especially at the right time almost like you're scraping across all of those strings oh the way that sound of that pick makes oh so good (laughs) easy steve easy tantric you gotta laugh sorry sorry (laughs) get get excited (laughs) oh my gosh what have i done in this podcast i don't know man but it kind of runs through this for a little while um, before kind of going into a few other sections and then it and it uh, hits the outro. So 
So you mentioned like Cradle of Filth, right? Like that was yeah. the other, you know, batch that you got. Mm-hmm. And there was a Cradle of Filth song that I added to my, you know, unsure bucket not too long ago. And I think it was Ghosts in the Fog. Okay. Um, and holy smokes, man. Like I remember this phase for you definitely going through this, right? Like where, yes, you, you just, that's all you guys, you know, you guys, that's all you would listen to. And I'd be like, <laughs> this is just, it's, it's not my cup of tea, right? And now, you know, going back, right, when I was in that discovery, and I, I had to look, like, I'm like, when did I add this? And it was, like, maybe a month or so ago. And probably when I was in that discovery journey part, and I added a Cradle of Phil song, and, like, that's not really my genre. And I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, man, this is, like, disturbing, right? Like, it, it it's it builds on that, that kind of atmosphere. Right. And... Again, going with your theme, which I really appreciate, you know, you going through like it really points out to, you know, kind of what you appreciate when it comes to production and, you know, um, composition. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, OK, I, I, I see. I see you. And also Danny Phil's like vocals, like holy junk, man. They're like just that. like Oof. all over the place. He's he's really talented at what he does. And I think I don't know that that'll be a band I need to come back to for sure, because I know there's a few <laughs> yeah, albums okay. there. That'll be <laughs> dust off version two dust off version two for sure i'm gonna definitely throw i can think of like four albums of theirs right now that i can put on on my dust off playlist so we'll come back around to them but moving on with uh the rest of my list here i remember in high school when you and i were very first introduced to children of bodom and how much i i i know for sure was just like yes like this is a lot of what i've been looking for in a metal band like this freaking awesome and then we were introduced to another band very similar to them called Norther. And I was just like, man, it's like having two children of Bodums. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having two children. I can't pick a favorite. Yeah, I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> They're both great. They both sound like sound production quality wise, like it's really good. They're pl- both bands playing are really tight. They both utilize keyboards and like shreddy leads like this is great. Uh one of their albums that I listened to a lot was called Death Unlimited. And I think I might have featured a track off of that album a while back. I can't remember. But there was another album of theirs, which I think came out before that, called uh, Dreams of Endless War. So on that album, the first track is called Darkest Time. And I just remember when I first heard this, like, I was just immediately hooked. It was like a tiny bit of like a, a short intro kind of like building up to it and then it it just kind of takes right off so we'll go ahead and take a listen here The keys have such a different feel in Norther to me. Like it, they're they're much more prominent than they were in Bodum, or than they are in Bodum, right? Like even mm-hmm. now, it seemed like they they really anchored a lot more of the track than than Bodum did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But dude, oh, just the formula worked, right? It really <laughs> did. It really did. <laughs> Oh, let's take a little bit of death and a little bit of power metal and like you know just mix in some you know synths and stuff like yeah let's let's see how that it sounds really good guys that's great 
But this other band's doing the same thing. I don't care. I don't care. It's we fine. got the formula. <laughs> the secret formula. Quick, lock it away with the Pepsi and the WD-40 and the whatever other formulas are there. All your important documents. <laughs> In a, what the is it, fire a safe. folder on your desktop called uh, secret stuff. Secret stuff. Password protected. Password protected. That, that's that's new age, man. Like that's true. Come true. on, okay. Be be honest with me. You had a family computer growing up, right? Yes, it, I was very late to that game, but yes. Okay. Where was your folder? Uh, on a floppy disk that I carried <laughs> with me. <laughs> I didn't trust anyone. Oh, you're the best. I oh either carried it with me or I had it hidden somewhere. It was not near that computer, though. Uh, okay, so your files never existed on the actual drive itself. No, right? no. I took zero uh, risks with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, once I once I figured out, figured out that Windows could hide folders, like, by default. <laughs> that was a game changer. <laughs> game over. <laughs> oh. What do you mean this folder can be hidden? And now it's like, yeah, there's a password and like all the encrypted, you know, like volumes and disks and stuff like that. Like, yeah, or it's all on demand anyway. It doesn't even matter. Yep. Private browsing. And you kids don't know how I hard know. It was. I know. We're that oh, kind man, of old I'm getting man old, now. Man, I'm getting so old. Because, you know, like all these tropes, you can just, you know, repeat for every generation right like oh we used to have to hide it under you know the mattress or whatever and like in a shoebox like hidden under like 18 yep yep oh man i love how i just had to say where were they hidden where were they hidden on a floppy disk (laughs) and a floppy disk only holds like one point something megs well you know i started on one floppy disk and then i just acquired more (laughs) and then i was just like i can't manage all this i'm gonna have to buy my own computer (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, I love it. Kids. Anyway, moving along here. uh, Next band I want to feature is one that I remembered kind of out of the blue because I listened to him a lot back in high school. But then when I started, this band kind of led me to other power metal bands. But then I very rarely came back to it. I think maybe since high school. I've come back to it once, maybe twice. So this might be like my second or third time listening to it since high school. The band is called Battle Lore, and the album is Sword Song. And we will be taking a listen again to the title track. What I really appreciated about this band is, one, the Lord of the Rings theme. Um, that's like the whole concept for the band. Um, the first track on this album is called Sons of Rittermark. So, like, you gotta love it. They just really, really lean into the the theme on this what i really appreciated about this particular track is that it had kind of a melodic metal sort of guitar riff and drum beat but then they they have two singers or vocalists we'll say we they've got one male who does almost like death metal style growls which i thought was like a really cool combination with this style of music but then they also have a female singer um every one of the band dresses up in costumes um, I think the guy who does the death metal vocals, he dresses up as an orc, which makes perfect sense. Um, if I remember correctly, the bassist is like a wizard or a monk or something. I can't remember everyone's costumes. It's been a really long time. The female singer is an elf, I think. Again, it just totally fits. Dude, they're LARPing hardcore right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, 
LARPing in the metal realm, this is this definitely fits that. So we'll go ahead and take a listen to a, a sword song here. Man, you're so nerdy. So, I know. It's so great. Aren't you due for another uh, Lord of the Rings watch through? Yes, I am due. Um, my wife and I have been talking about it for a while. Just haven't made time. We're, we've both been super busy. So here we get some of that female vocals in there. So it kind of like breaks down. So I think they do a really good job of kind of like balancing the two elements in a way. Makes for a nice experience at least i think so i i've always appreciated you know like when they can find the balance like i listened to uh unleash the archers this last week um when i was traveling yeah yeah right i got some news about that but continue telling your story okay okay but i also listened to to epica as well um you know their latest album and you know i i love female-led you know vocalists you know bands like the symphonic metal genre is great and then Unleash the Archers is Unleash the Archers. Amazing. Uh, and I always feel like, you know, they just throw in the screams for good measure every once in a while. And I'm like, I can do without that. Like, just just go in your corner and go away. Like, I was appreciating the 90%, you know, Britney Slay's, you know, slaying. And, you know, uh, Simone, right? Uh, yep. Just killing it. And then you have to come in and try to do this growl like that. I'm like, okay, come on, man. Like, you're, you're pulling me out of the zone here. It almost like, feels like sometimes they're like spreading themselves too thin in a way, like they're trying to appease too many people. I, I think exactly 100 percent. That's exactly what I feel like about. Like, OK, they have to do this to draw in this other crowd to maybe also like this track because they wouldn't be, a, you know, appeal to just a female only led, you know, um, vocalist. Right. Yeah. Um, so like like you said, like being able to balance that and really showcase, you know, both. Right. It's something that I don't think a lot of bands do. Um, so it's it, like you said, it's cool to see when people are able to incorporate both and appreciate, you know, both uh, and in the same medium at the same time. Yes. Yes, for sure. So speaking really quick about Unleash the Archers and specifically Britney Slay, Britney Slays. Wow. Tongue twister tonight. A quick aside, and I'll bring her back in a second. So the original guitarist for Stradivarius, his name is Timo Tolki. He's done a few mm -hmm. solo albums here and there. Apparently, he's got a new solo project. That I'm not sure how long it's been around. It's called Avalon. And he's got a bunch of guest vocalists on this new album. And guess who's one of those guest vocalists? Well, Avalon kind of gave it away. Britney Slays is Doing get vocalist with uh, that's like the best combo ever. <laughs> Heart so, rate intensifies. Yes, um, I eagerly followed all of Avalon's social media, so I am definitely in the loop now for when their new album drops. So I will be, I'll be mentioning that on the podcast with Ernst. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even research it yet. Ah, I'll, I'll send I you only some socialed. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. I only social media harder. It's all good, dude. It's all good. So I'll go ahead and kind of move on to the next track I want to feature here. Um, a band that I haven't listened to too much uh, recently is Symphony X. And I feel like I've featured a few songs by them 
especially from this particular album, uh, The Divine Wings of Tragedy. And again, I want to feature the title track, which is actually towards the end of the album. This one also happens to be the longest song on the album, coming in at just under 21 minutes. Ugh. How? How? This one? Lots of training. Breathing. Yeah, the thing about Symphony <laughs> X is that I think all all or most of these guys have had professional training. I think they might have gone to Berkeley, if I remember correctly. So okay. they're, especially the guitarist, Michael Romeo. Ooh. I almost said Michelangelo yeah, Badio, like, you and I was like, oh, Michael no, that's Romeo. not right. <laughs> there we go. I got there. Uh, Michael Romeo is a phenomenal guitarist and composer. Um, a lot of what he writes is very reminiscent of first wave kind of like prog rock in a way that like kind of incorporated with metal. And he also mixes in like a lot of soundtrack elements, too. So like you'll hear a lot of kind of John Williams-esque sounding stuff. So this particular portion of the track I want to feature is a little bit in the beginning. It's about a, a minute and a half in. The intro starts out with this uh, kind of choir piece in a way, but it's all done by either just the vocalist or everyone in the band. So it's a real live choir in this sense, right? Just layered multiple times. Um, but it gives this really kind of, um, it kind of reminds me of like a, a uh, a religious choir or like a Gregorian choir in a way. Like it sounds, has that very kind of religious atmosphere. Like you're in a, a cathedral listening to a, a, this choir sing. And then right after that, the guitars and drums come in with the, with like the synthesized uh, orchestra and it kind of gets pretty heavy and you're just like, what the hell is happening? And I think this, this song in particular was my introduction to really long songs so you can blame this for my for for you know why I, I listen to so many long songs now. So we'll go ahead and take a listen here about a minute and a half in. love the, the contrast there's there's a term for it and I'm totally blanking on what it is when you're like you, you have such a flip or stark contrast between two things uh, like the antithesis of you know no that's not exactly what I'm looking for but um, something else it's a word it's an English word yeah and this part in particular was some direct inspiration for a song I did a long time ago. <laughs> I can kind of hear it now. But I just love this buildup. And it was just like one of the most interesting things I had ever heard. I was just like, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? See this, this, this right here, here. <laughs> this. Ah. Uh. But yeah, uh, it kind of rides on this for a little bit and then it picks up and it goes into a solo section before even like vocals come in or like a, the actual like verse. Right. Um, right. It's it's amazing. I love this. This whole album, especially this track. Uh, go check out the Divine Wings of Tragedy when you get some time.
Yeah, Symphony X is one that, you know, a lot of like um, shred, you know, aficionados, right? People who appreciate, you know, the soundscape and, you know, like they appreciate, you know, heavy guitar work, you know, and like real shred. Um, I, I know a lot of them get into Symphony X and they're like, oh, listen to Symphony X. Like that's the go to, you know, I remember there was um, there was this guy I worked across the hallway from him and he. OK. You think you may think I'm a headphone snob. <laughs> this guy was what I aspired to be if I had a, you know, unlimited, you know, income with no family, all that kind of stuff. This guy had the sweetest setups uh, ever, but he always wore open back headphones all the time, which meant that you could always hear exactly what he was listening to. Gotcha. Uh, if that was Ariana Grande one day, like that's what it was. But then every once in a while, I he'd be listening to something like, man, what? what is this? Turns out he'd be listening to like Dream Theater or Symphony X, right? And he's Stradivarius. I think he had pulled in at one point in time too, right? So I was like, okay. So he liked it. And then I was like, maybe I can get my foot in the door and show him, you know, some other, you know, just metal, you know, stuff. And I forgot, you know, I would show him a couple of bands and he hated it. Like, just because it's like, oh, they started screaming. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm out. You know, I'm like, Gosh. bruh. This is like exactly the same stuff that you were listening to. All, all of the notes, all of the things that you told me that you loved about this were, were in that same track. <laughs> it's just you're saying that you hate this other thing so much that that takes away from the other yeah, stuff and you just cannot. It's like not even mm. an exception anymore. It's like a, it's a deal breaker. <laughs> mm. That sucks, man. Well, How, well, that's limiting for them, right? Like limiting I, for them. It sucks. Sucks for them. <laughs> Doesn't suck for me. It sucks for them. <laughs> Uh, all right i've got one more band uh, that i want to feature tonight this is one again i haven't heard in years i used to listen to this band and this album in particular a lot um about 10 years ago or so the band is tesseract and the album is one i this was like one of the first gent bands that i got into after like well i can't remember if i got into this band before or after Animals as Leaders and Meshuggah. These were all kind of like right around the same time that I was discovering these bands. Um, this whole album is great. I loved that it felt like a concept album in a way in that like there were recurring musical themes and motifs that were used throughout all the tracks. And I was just like, yes, that is how you compose. I love it. So the track that I want to feature is called Acceptance Concealing Fate Part 1. The intro, again, it's a real slow burn, but I love how it builds up and then it gets you with some really heavy guitar and drum and bass, just kind of like punching you in the face a bit. I can't remember at what timestamp that comes in, so we're just going to take a listen right from the beginning here. We're going to organically discover it, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Tesseract is one I think that you had mentioned and then I started listening to and I got really into their stuff for almost the exact same reason. Like... I loved the themes that they would bring in. I loved the heavy. I loved the way that they would compose a song, right? Like each song felt like each section had purpose, right? And they gave weight and meaning to every single piece, right? Each, you know, uh, artist in this band is like putting their stamp on something <laughs> every minute. And when you listen to interviews of these guys, 
you understand exactly why. Like they appreciate the music. They're feeling the music. And when they come together and write, they don't write a lot of songs. No. But they write meaningful, like heavy hitting songs. And I think they're, you know, like, you know, you mentioned gents, right? And everyone kind of like, oh, rolls the rising groans, you know, but like, I think these guys do it well, right? Like, they've got some baritone, you know, guitar tone work in there, you know, that just, it fits well with the aesthetic. Yes. And what I love, too, is that, like, you're, it feels like layers of polyrhythms are going on. Like, you have the that intro lead kind of playing in its own meter, and then you've got the rhythm guitars and drums and bass coming in that are kind of playing a polyrhythm against each other in a way, but also then against that, that clean lead. And I was just like... And then we got some almost Chester Bennington-style screams in here that I was just like, that's such right. a cool combo! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And we get some of that real chuggy, polyrhythm, genty goodness. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, some of those pigeon head bops. Chicken head, pigeon head. I love... Oh, and then the slap later, later too, thing, now. Right? <laughs> yes, just... Just give that all to me. Slap guitar, slap bass, like all of it. I'm in so in for. And I also thought too, listening back to this album, like what a, throughout the whole album, it was such a great use of just kind of simple effects, like delay, especially like they're playing with the delay, like they're composing melodies and stuff that work with, you know, these repeats that are being played back. I'm just like, that's like, how do you describe it? It's like a band really using, utilizing not only compositional techniques, but like technology to like for its intended purpose. And like that, I, I feel like a lot of bands don't really do that too much anymore. I, y- you need to watch like, cause they've done like rig rundowns with, uh, with yeah, the members of Tesseract. I should definitely get into that more. I, I forget their, their bassist name and I know I've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. um, but he looks exactly like Hugh Grant. <laughs> You know, why am I not surprised by that at all? A lot for of- sure, right? Like one thousand percent. And he he's talking about you know that exact that exact thing. He's like, yeah, I want a clean tone, so I take this and then you know I actually bring it in and I do a high frequency cut, right? Because I want those frequencies to be distorted in the low. I've talked about this before, and the low end to be you know clean, so you get this. And yes. And the other one's like, oh, yeah, so I have Axe Effects, you know, we do all the other things, and I, I do this. Yeah, they, they talk about it, and they spend all this time, you know, describing about the hours and how they they love to see the frequency cuts, you know, and they're like, I like this frequency to be here and this frequency here, and when we mix them together, you really get this, you know, this balance between, you know, uh, the tones and each note as you hit across and, like, do chords and slap, you know, picks and it all comes together in different ways. I'm like, wow, like mind blown. <laughs> yep. Yep. So good. Yeah. So that rounds out my first round of album dustoffs. <laughs> <laughs> round one. Steve wins. 
So, what are your thoughts on my on my pick here? I okay. So you mentioned how you liked uh, the slow burns on all of these things, right? And I and I think I'm curious to see because what's the newest album that we picked off of this list? I think they're not. There's not a lot that's like really new. It's like it's probably some of its early thousands. To be honest, 2013, right, is probably the the newest newest thing on there, right? I'm curious to see, like, again, if the intro thing holds up. Um, but I I do have to appreciate, you know, that like everything that you listen to pretty much held up, right? And which is in contrast to me, which some of the things I listen to again, like they don't hold up as well as they did, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that just goes to show that. Um, your core set or your grounding principles of what you like in metal uh, remain true to this day, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a you've got a good true north, right? Meanwhile, I'm like magnetic north, and sometimes I'm off by a couple of degrees, and like I have to recalibrate and you know go through that. But like you've got a pretty good compass, man. I I, I have to say that I, I when I saw the list, I was like, I'm not surprised by you picking these. I'm more. I'm going to either be surprised if he does not like this band as much anymore or like says this doesn't hold up as well or is like this blew my mind again, you know, on a band that I, I knew you would. It would blow your mind again, right? Like I said, Stormblood, that was the first one here. I'm like, if you say you don't like this band, I'm going to like freak out, take my headphones off and run downstairs. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. I'll say this when creating this list, it starting out was a little bit difficult because I had a moment of just like, deer in the headlights like oh my god i've listened to so many albums it's just in my like you know starting from high school moving forward i've listened to so many metal albums like how, where do i even start so i started thinking about bands that like really stuck out to me especially back then and then just kind of going from there just like okay what you know Stormlord for sure that was always like gonna be on that list um and then thinking about other bands that i was really into at the time so i just as soon as I thought of one, I was like, okay, it's on the list. It's on the list. So I do think in a way it's kind of cherry picked in a way that like I was remembering the things that I knew I liked and that I probably wasn't going to dislike now. But I think for round two, I know I've got some albums in there that like I know I really liked and I listened to a lot, but I know like I definitely strayed away from some of those styles of metal and we'll see how that plays out when I get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I think that that's a really good, you know, self-awareness, really good point, right? Uh, is that these are all bands that you appreciated at the time and now you just appreciate, you know, just as much, if not even more, right? Like as you learn more about the craft mm-hmm. and, you know, when I constructed my list, right? Like it was more just, what popped into my head as I was looking, I'm like, oh, I should probably listen to this again. And it and it wasn't like a, oh my God, I remember this album being so good, so amazing. I want to listen to it. It was more like, I haven't listened to this in a while. Like, let's see what happens, right? Mine was very much a coin flip. Like, mm-hmm. it was going to be 50-50 whether it was going to be as good or just really bad, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> maybe a new light appreciated, right? I, I, I wouldn't even give them that much credit because I didn't think my list was that robust, right? Especially when I was picking them because... If there's an album that I like, you know, I've been playing it, right? Um, and I have a pretty, maybe this is, you know, a flaw of me is I ha- I have a pretty shallow list of, you know, repeat albums, things that I will listen to over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously have my favorite, favorite band, August Burns Red, but hey. there are also, <laughs> <laughs> there are also others where, you know, it, it will take me a little bit, but I'll come back to. And I think really when I said dust off for me, right, it was really going back to the albums that were still in my collection 
but I hadn't listened to in a long time and I didn't know if I'd still be in that same place. Right. Mm. So yeah, I'm really curious to see what that is. Like I said, I love your, your, your trueness to North, right? Like you are true North. And when it comes to your metal style and what you like in metal, and this list reaffirms that, um, I'm really excited to see what you do not like anymore. Cause I know there's a lot, uh, and I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when we'll get around to that one, but I will definitely start, uh, compiling that list, uh, you know, pretty much starting now. I, I've already started it. I know there's a few albums on there that like, I'm, I put them on there and I'm just like, I remember this hitting heavy back then. I don't know if it's going to hit heavy now. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So much of it is like where you were at that, that given time when you listen to it. Right. And we're mm -hmm. all in different places now. For sure. Got anything for wrap up? Uh, I put something on here kind of last minute. So, oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, hey. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. So um, in my quest for mind numbing, I guess you can call it that. I was trying to think of shows that, you know, I needed to pick back up or watch. And I know that the final season of Attack on Titan came out, right? Or is, has been running. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't watched Attack on Titan in a really long time. And I remember you were starting to watch it too. And Attack on Titan is, it's weird. Like, I'm going to be honest now. And like, I'm now two, three seasons in. Like, I'm in the third season now. I'm like, this is weird. Like, there's just, I swear they're just throwing stuff at a wall to see if it sticks. And I didn't read the manga, so I don't know. But I've been watching Attack on Titan uh, on Crunchyroll. Not mm. sponsored by Crunchyroll. Would love to be sponsored by Crunchyroll. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching Attack on Titan. And when did you drop off? To, like, let, let me let me at least pump the brakes a little bit. And tell me when you dropped off. Did you at least get through season one? No. Not all the did way. Did you get halfway I think through I'm season like one? episode eight ish okay so things have happened that have been weird already right like yeah a weird thing happened and you're like how <laughs> yeah so i think i remember one of the main like something big happening to one of the main characters and i mean do, like do we just sound the spoiler horn and say like if you haven't seen attack on titan then <gasps> you're gonna be spoiled right now i I guess, but to be honest, like, I'm going to have a terrible time, like, naming names for okay, anyone. Uh, then no one's going to know. All right. So the main character, like, he's able to, like, pilot or turn into a Titan or something like that. I forget yeah. how all that yeah. worked out because it's been, like I said, <laughs> probably well over a year, at least, since I've watched it. Yes. So, okay. Um do you have any intention of finishing this or are you okay with me kind of like digging into some of it? Go ahead and just get into it. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life where like, I don't want to waste my life avoiding spoilers because I can still appreciate a story even if it's been spoiled. So um, that whole concept of a, a human turning into a Titan, they continue to play into that and they continue to explore that and what that means and how that came to be and all of that. Now, I'm in season three and they have kind of come to the origin of why that is like how that's possible. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like magic, magic, blah, 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 bullshit, bloodline, you know, like whatever, like, ugh, I'm just exactly. <laughs> I'm like, now you are trying really hard to retroactively explain the reasons that you did something in season one, you know, it is what it feels like to me. And Maybe I will be completely wrong by the time everything is over. But I am in the midst of season three right now. And I'm just sitting there like, 
really. So now we have a MacGuffin for why this happened. And now there's like, uh, there's another term like Deus Ex Machina, right? For some magic thing that's going to, you know, uh, why? Yeah. Anime, why do you why do you do this? I'm good with Shonen Jump where it's just like, cool, get stronger and then defeat a bigger thing. Get stronger, defeat a bigger thing. Get stronger, learn a new ability, defeat another thing. Like that's the mind numbing for me. And I'm sitting here sometimes at night, you know, because I they're just short episodes, right? So I'll watch them, you know, just trying to catch up. And I'm like, at the end of an episode, I'm sitting here with my, my mouth open, like, uh sorry. Maybe what? one more episode <laughs> and then I'll understand what's going on here. Like, and then it, it just gets worse. Go for. And then it it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, now I just have more questions. I don't it's like the walking dead all over again. Like, I don't I don't want this. <laughs> oh my god. I think by like I can't remember what season of Walking Dead I dropped off at. Maybe like eight or something, maybe. I don't even know. But it was like at least like the second or third season where they're still fighting the saviors. I'm just like, oh, my God. Season uh, opener is just like they're getting ready to battle again. I was just like, no, this is I'm done, dude. I am done. (laughs) You know what's some BS is that they would always do the mid-season finale <gasps> right what <laughs> what a joke man you're just giving yourselves more time to edit the rest of the season because you're slacking <laughs> oh my gosh man when when i heard that and they said cool our mid-season finale is done we'll see you in three months or whatever for the the rest of the season i'm like huh so stupid what so stupid it, okay we talked about you know tantra and stuff like that you know like it's like stopping midway through and then just being like yeah cool um oh i gotta take a break i gotta take a breather no i'm still going yeah i need more I of the right information here. i'm going to this is gonna end here and we're not gonna like the ending like <laughs> you're gonna want to you pick this back up and and i'm not gonna want to and it's not gonna be fun for anyone <laughs> i don't like it anymore Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at MetallurgyCast and on Facebook as Metallurgy Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email guitar at metallurgycast.com or click the submit follow-up link in the show notes. If you've got a minute, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach other headbangers across the globe. If you have questions, thoughts, song or artist recommendations, please let us know. Share the podcast with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes when they drop. Yay! <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. We are, High score. We have been doing really well with this. <laughs> well, now we're not going to do really well with it. You said something. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with your Skype, if you've got something maybe running in the background, but you are a little choppy. Okay. I will close this then. Uh. Nothing says it should be doing a lot of stuff, so hopefully that goes Uh, away. Still bad? We'll do the best we can. It's still bad? Yeah? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not like, it's not terrible, but it's not great. (laughs) Oh, everyone can hear what we're saying, too. That is so right. Hey, 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 everyone. (laughs) We're going to shut up for a few minutes. (laughs)
Uh, I love it. Oh man, I love it. I was it. so close. I was so close. <laughs> you jinxed it by saying like we've been really good on this lately, and that was with the record button. So I, <laughs> yeah, this when it happens. Just the, the heat of the moment. The heat of the moment. I don't even know the words of the. I don't even either, dude. I don't. I don't know words to songs. I don't. Well, I take that back. I know words to more non-metal songs than than actual metal songs. Well, like. Yeah. 